0: David Dunn, the only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago.
1: What do you do?
2: I'm in security. You think you have superpowers? It's a feeling, vision. You believe you are a protector. My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor,
1: señora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast. (laughs) It's coming any minute now for you guys.
2: My bones break easily.
0: I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way. What do we call you, sir? First name, mister. Last name, class. Get a sound check on everybody. Whoa! Well, hey, now it's getting a, re- a live arrest on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. We might might lead into uh, with that. That's that uh, is
2: production um, value, right there. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's a. That's the fire station I live next to. If uh, <laughs> if you listen to uh, Next Generation's first generation, that happens a lot. <laughs> No, that's, should, anytime
3: time it happens, you should just say Riddler at Ray
0: Shields. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the, uh, the the cops all rushing to the uh, the research uh, hospital there for the final showdown of glass.
2: glass. Hi, <laughs>
0: welcome to Weekly Heroics. <laughs> Hi there. Uh, Hi. Tutu Freak's guide to heroes on TV or whatever the hell we can find them these days. Uh, this time it's going to be the big old silver screen. And we are doing our follow-up to the uh, run-up, and somebody's eating their microphone and needs to stop, or mute. (laughs)
3: It's not me. (laughs)
0: It wasn't me. And uh, we're we're doing our follow-up to the the little podcast we did a while ago with um, Unbreakable and Split, leading up to this, which is Glass, the third part of the M. Night Channel, M. Ding Dong trilogy superhero trilogy that we didn't know was a trilogy. trilogy. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming everyone's seen it, correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was your homework. And, uh, yeah, I was just going to chat about that, see if I, like, our predictions came true, which I don't even remember. I was going to go back and listen to the other podcast, and I didn't. So I don't remember exactly what our predictions are. If you listen to the other podcast, you can tell us at cheapscottproductions at uh, gmail.com. So inclined, and so uh, let me introduce who I'm sitting here with. I'm Scott, by the way, which will be evident when you see my name in the description of this when you listen to it. But I'm here with my usual cohort the other founder, the, my binge storm partner, Chris uh, Hair Metal Hero Tyler. We'll be exclusively calling Hero tonight because we have another year. Is. Chris and Nick.
3: This sounds like
0: the bad guys teaming up. It is <laughs> There's nothing but bad guys on this show. Uh, we've got Pat Delmore, who's been a very frequent collaborator of ours.
2: Wait, you like Kevin now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That a run? laughs> uh And we have a. Uh, guy we haven't done anything with in a while. I forget even what uh, we had you on one podcast, Chris, but Christopher Willette. I hope I'm still getting your name right. Absolutely. Cool. Good to hear from you, sir. And we invited you on because you are possibly the biggest M. Night fan in the (laughs)
1: universe. And I
0: think you would agree with me on that.
1: I am a huge fan of his work. Mm -hmm.
0: And so I I got thinking, I'm just like, oh, we got to get him on this one and get his thoughts on it. It's just kind of like... And these are, you know, probably my top three M. Night movies of all time at this point, just because it was kind of so unexpected, and we got a trilogy we didn't even know we wanted. Well,
1: we wanted it, but we didn't think we'd ever get it. (laughs) Yes. Um, I had heard rumors back when he did Devil, but... Mm -hmm. Because he was saying that that was supposed to be the follow-up, that there was some other part of Unbreakable, and he wanted to do that after Devil established that company. Yeah. And of course, it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah,
0: it, that that didn't do as quite as well as p- people thought it might, because it w- did get generally good reviews. I haven't seen all of it yet. Um, it's good. Yeah. All right. But, um yeah, I'm sure I've read things over the years, too, and just kind of, like, you know, when his movies kind of notably, whatever your opinion on the quality is aside, the box office didn't start, you know, keep showing up after a while. Kind of thought that M. Night was done, and then, you know, you he heard about this... Uh, the, the visit, good visit, or something. What was the horror movie he did? The visit, yeah. The, yes. the visit. yeah. It was crazy. So I, I still have to catch two, but that got some good buzz, and then Split came out, and everyone went nuts over it. And uh, then, unfortunately, I I didn't get around to seeing it quick enough to not know about the the twist. But
2: what a twist! <laughs> still loved it. Socks.
0: So, um, yeah. So I just went last weekend uh, to to see this wrap up. And, pretty fresh, and I'm actually still processing it, but let's uh, go around the table as we usually do in these things, and just uh, give your initial impression, maybe just a couple things you liked about it, and maybe one or two things, just quick general, that you didn't like about it that we could get into later, if anything. We'll uh, start out with Hero. Uh,
3: All right, Um, yeah, I've been waiting for this for for quite a while, Uh, I was a huge huge fan of Unbreakable when it hit. And uh, I was waiting for a sequel for forever. Never thought we were going to get one. And then, whoa, bam, surprise, split, stealth sequel. Great. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I understand why it's divisive. um, And I'm sure we'll get into that. Great performances by all the main actors in it. Um, And I... I really can't think of anything bad to say about it. If Maureen was in here on the microphone with me, she would be saying it was great up until the last 10 minutes. I disagree. Uh, I was thoroughly engaged by it the entire time, and with the thematic stuff that uh, M. Night wanted to do with this. So um, let's move on to the next person.
2: Pat. Huh? <sighs> yeah, I loved this movie. I uh, was a huge fan of Unbreakable when it came out. I've seen Split seven times now wow. since it came out of the, I, I, just, I just love Split. I think it's Shyamalan's best movie. I still, since I've only seen Glass once, I'm not sure that I rate it as high as either uh, The Sixth Sense or, uh, or The Visit yet. But uh, I was very happy with it. All of my complaints are, you know, if I ran the zoo, I might have done, you know, this a little different or that a little bit different. But... Everything was consistent I thought with what he had set up. Nothing felt to me out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it continues what I believe is Shyamalan's kind of drawing back to, you know, really old fairy tales with this being the beauty and the beast redo. Mm-hmm. Where you had somebody that was in captivity with a with a monster who then returns to him willingly and he dies in her arms spoilers <laughs> yeah yep. you know i read that on your facebook and thought that was
1: fascinating would you go through the other two that you think are fairy tales
2: um so hansel and gretel would be um the visit with the two children you know going into oh, a yeah. uh, house where they think that they're gonna okay. be spoilers. safe and then it turns out that, that yeah <laughs> that they're not safe there um Split is Red Riding Hood but it's the old version of the story where (laughs) the wolf gets to eat her yeah yeah and he's (laughs) he's with all of the garment removal too (laughs) you know you come in here you know take your socks off you know take your dress off now Mm -hmm. it's all going on all through that and that it even does the uh, you know what big eyes you have scene but in reverse at the very end of the movie where um it's the horde that sees Casey for who she really is.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah you got a bizarre and twisted mind, my friend. That's how I, <laughs> like doing it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to go watch it again soon. Christopher, will that? Uh, Wouldn't you uh, give us your assessment?
1: Yeah, I was okay. I was going in nervous because the last two times I was this excited for a film was. Justice League, and <laughs> yeah, and the time before that I was this excited was the happening.
2: Yep, so, yep,
1: fine so on. I'm going on. there feeling this, then I'm like, wait a minute. But I, I did, I absolutely loved it. I, it when James McAvoy does not get an Academy Award, we will all know that it is a grievous evil in the world. I agree, and um, other than that, the only thing I didn't like. It was Elijah's mother's wig. She looked like something out of big living collar back in the 90s. Oh, <laughs> I didn't
0: think it was the best look for her either, yeah, but it didn't take me out of it too much. Uh, anything that disappointed you about it at all, Chris?
1: Yeah, just the wig. Just, just the wig, okay. Ha. <laughs> um,
0: ah. I don't know, I didn't know what to expect. I, I went in trying with, with low expectations because I hadn't gotten to see it first weekend like I had planned to. And I had started reading some of the spoiler free reviews, and and um, they weren't all rosy. And I, I kind of just slothed them off anyway. I'm mean, like, yeah, whatever, you know, critics, you know, I'm going to go in with an open mind on this one. Because I enjoyed Unbreakable and Split so much that I, it was almost foolproof. Like, you know. I tried to go in with no expectations of where the story would go because I knew whatever I came up with in my brain probably wouldn't match what, you know, what he did. So, um, Safe bet. Not path. exactly. Yeah, and I was I was very pleasantly surprised. I don't uh, I don't think it was like a masterpiece for him or anything, but I think he juggled all the different elements pretty well. And, and where the big contention is about the ending and you know how they like you know, this secret, I guess you know, it's it's classic like nerd continuity complaints is what it is the way I look at it's like oh they just popped up this secret society out of nowhere and it wasn't in the mythology before and
2: like that's a fucking <laughs> comic
0: book you know, all of a sudden something's going on, and so, you know, this is going on, this is going on, all of a sudden, boom, there's Hydra and they want to fuck with shit, and it's like, you know it's it, it totally fit in with a comic book world for me
1: um, and it fit in with the other movies. It's not like it contradicted or retconned anything. No, and it, I think
0: they were actually sowing the seeds for it in, in both movies, in a way. And we can get into that later. But, um, yeah, I thought it fit fine. I mean, I honestly... We had talked about this on the last podcast. I thought the uh, the psychologist in and Split was kind of in a way she could have been Shamrock Society for all we know, she was trying to find out you know, she was actively searching out these superhuman people like Mr. Glass was in the first one so I think it fit fine, you know for this to be um, you know, and it, it was very X-Men to me, you know the secret mutant hunting yeah. society so I mean, there are a lot of good call-outs to
1: to comic book lore in this, I thought yeah, but I the- Oh, go ahead.
3: No, no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, the one
1: thing in Unbreakable, after watching it and after wrapping your mind about it, you could... The one issue is, really, Elijah is looking for the one superhero on Earth and finds him in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia with him? Yeah. And if you've... With this secret society, that explains why there can just be superheroes everywhere... But we don't know about them,
0: right? So yeah. it
1: wasn't as wild that he found one right near him.
0: No, I mean they're probably literally in every city, and he was just looking harder than most people, or you know, right? Probably not harder than the, the Shamrock Society, but <laughs> um, you know, he, he had his own ways of doing it. Um, yeah. you know it's <laughs> debatable on whether it was worse or better than what they do. Um, <laughs> no, I
2: don't think. Uh... <laughs> I don't think Betty Buckley was Shamrock Society, but the guy that she was talking to, who wouldn't let her go to the conference to talk about the stuff she'd seen. Right. That guy. That guy was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's uh, like, yeah, you don't get to be on the you don't get to be on the panel. You can you can Skype in though, and mm-hmm. then everybody there is like, yeah, whatever, lady.
0: Yeah, Yeah. No, that's it's perfect, like, shitty government misdirection and stuff. I don't know if that was yeah. in M. Night's mind while he was doing Split or not, but it fits. It fits, in my opinion, yeah. And and I thought the wrap-up with, you know, Glass's last secret message was very Rorschach's journal, you know, from Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It's like, fuck you, yeah. you're not going to get away with this. <laughs> you know, even though you think you hold all the cards, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Goddamn Glass, motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So uh my only complaint about the movie was we didn't get enough of him, too much just catatonic Samuel Jackson doesn't do it for me,
3: but well, uh, that slow man, it was the slow burn. Yeah, yeah, Just was waiting for the right time to it it was very much dark night when Joker sees that Batman's back in action. <laughs> and he just I thought that too. Yeah. yeah.
2: The way it was
1: twitching, I kept thinking of Joker in the asylum. Yeah. The best part
2: with Mr. Glass in that was the flashback to him as the little kid. Yeah, yeah, which That's... is with him, where he's got his bear and he's got his lion, which is you know the bear is Bruce Willis, the lion is uh, James McAvoy, and he yeah, goes on the, the lion. Ride was hit... Hobbs, man. It was Hobbs. Yeah, <laughs> but but what it showed was that uh, he had had all these traumas as a child that Joseph Dunn had never ever gone through Yeah, Joseph Dunn decided he was going to live in his dad's shadow for the rest of his life and that was why God, Spencer Tree Clark's performance in that movie was so good and so understated it was, that was a nice
0: surprise uh, yeah <laughs> and it, they, yeah, they used him probably just about as much as they needed to I, I was kind of hoping for a twist where he suddenly, you know, ended up having the super strength. That, you know, that that losing his father was going to be the trauma that actually activated his powers. That's
3: uh, <laughs> just the way I would have wrote it. Oh, he's the guy in the chair.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. No, it was nice seeing everybody back, though. It's you know, especially after 20 years, I get everybody. It just makes it feel a lot more cohesive when you do that.
0: And I think we can all agree that uh, you know that Casey has a legit superpower. Now I I think we all talked about yeah, I called it super empathy, Mm -hmm. super empathy. Yep. So So that's nice. And and as when when uh, Elijah says, you know, this is an origin story. You know, who do who are we thinking is is actually the origin of? Is it the secret society? Or is it like this new team that's gonna, you know, go expose the secret society? Oh, it's
3: the the origin of all of these super people to the world.
0: Right. is how I took
3: it. I
1: think it's the origin of us. Yep. That it was... Like, I think it was much more philosophical, because Mr. Glass's plan was to call out people and ask them to essentially be the best person you can be even though society, whether they have the tattoo or not, wants you to just be complacent.
0: Yeah. Hold on, hmm. man. Um, someone has got to stop eating their mic because it's all going to come. <laughs> in. I'm serious, man. I'm not going to be able to edit this.
2: <laughs> I think it's because I was walking around my room. <laughs> okay. I will sit. I will sit still. <laughs> yeah, I agree with with Chris. I mean, they're they're talking directly to us, the audience. Yeah. Saying, you know. In, in a much less pretentious way than Lady in the Water did. Okay, I've shown you this. What do you What do you believe now?
0: <laughs> no, look.
2: <laughs> so I'll go ahead, man. I had to go back and rewatch Lady in the Water because I was like, "Boy, there's there's a lot of the same ideas in Glass as there are in Lady in the Water." And I watched Lady in the Water, and I was like, "This is just navel gazing." Like he <laughs> he he get it when he wrote Lady in the Water. And he was like, "I can explain this better. I'm gonna do do it in glass."
0: Well, yeah, and I, I, honestly, I was relieved because a couple of the reviews I had read had kind of alluded to Lady in the Water in that they said that M. Knight had put too much of himself in it. And I wasn't sure if it was metaphorical or pretty goddamn literal, like Lady in the Water was. Um, and I was, like, you know, kind of in fear of all of a sudden maybe his one little cameo part there ends up. He's the mutant that comes and saves the day or something I'm like <laughs> yeah. you know you know yeah. no nah, like he was a director man but you should stay up I, I get it a lot of you know hitchcock did it fucking who else does it kevin smith probably does you know a lot of directors decide they need to be in their own movies quentin tarantino you know, shouldn't be in his own movies always is um <laughs> <laughs> i get it you know that that's your prerogative but you know uh as I said, he he didn't. I, there was nothing like that. I mean, maybe put too much of his own, you know, th- thoughts about his own universe in it, but whatever. That's what he's supposed to do. But, you know, I didn't. I, if anything, that was probably one of his shortest
3: cameos in any of his movies. I he, it, You know what, though? When I was first watching it, and as soon as that scene was happening where he's talking to, uh, to Joseph, it's, you know, because it, it, he was... Ostensibly a, a bad guy in yeah. Unbreakable. Yeah. You know, and it's 20 years later, but, you know, just that one quick interaction, however brief it was with David Dunn, yeah, it was good. Kind of yeah. changed his life around just yeah. the fact that he wasn't going to be able to get away with something, and he even calls, calls it out. So I think that was just yeah, M. Knight's a... way of saying these people that exist in this universe, we might not know they're there, but they are having an effect on yeah, it's a the great... world great
0: hero trope you know hero
1: worship trope or hero appreciation trope um yeah i also appreciated the fact that he put it put his cameo right there so that you're not like it released you for those of us who have (laughs) ever seen an m night movie oh good there he is during this talky exposition scene anyway and now that's done we don't have to be looking for him during the action yeah
0: yeah um, yeah, I said wherever he wants to put himself, I don't care as long as it's, it's done organically and he just doesn't walk through, you know, the scene and be like, "Hi, I'm the director of
1: this movie." Or, what, or kill Mel
0: Gibson's wife. Yeah, or write himself <laughs> as God. You know, um.
1: <laughs> I definitely think he was doing that in Signs when everybody stares at him and goes, "Is that him?" It was kind of a double thing. Like, <laughs> yes, that's the guy who killed my wife, and yes, that's the writer director. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, said, hey, you
0: know, if I were a director, I'd probably be in all my goddamn movies, too. I, oh, I guarantee it. Yet I have that kind of ego simmering beneath my humble
1: uh, exterior. I just did a junior high play of Alice in Glass, and I was one of the guys in the army because I wanted to be in it. <laughs> nice.
0: nice.
1: <laughs> oh. But my big prediction going into it after rewatching Unbreakable in preparation Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to actually link it to Lady in the Water directly Mm. and then they didn't except when David is breaking out of the big tank it cracks like the pool is supposed to when the Narf leaves and then as everybody else was saying I think this is a different take on the same message Mm -hmm. from Lady in the Water
0: I was just, man, I, I was shocked. The ending really was a good twist. I, I did not expect David Dunn to die. You no. Know, I, I don't expected think anybody the horde did. probably did, and, uh, you know, probably... Glass went out pretty much as I expected him. You know, Frankenstein's monster kills him. And, uh, you know, and, and with bone-crunching sound design, which and is it's really nice and cringy. it gets me. It yeah. got me in this, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: man. And they tease it early on, too, when the uh, security guy almost lets the... Flashlight right. fall on his. Oh leg. yeah, that was. Oh, that cruel. was awful. That, that, oh, it was that, brutal. That was it was cruel. It, cruel now, to the audience. Big question: When Doctor Staple was running through her therapy time with the three of them, was there at any point where you where it caused a little bit of doubt in you guys? Where it was like maybe they all just are overinflating what they are? Yeah, sure. I thought they
0: sold that well. I thought they they sold that possibility. Pretty well. I mean, even though we've seen the extraordinary things in the other movies, I, I thought he wrote that to to put the the seed of doubt in our heads and, and think that that could be the twist. That yeah, they really are just delusional. Uh, it, it had
3: it had me for a hot second. Mostly just for David, though, because his stuff is kind of so subdued. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, it's very it's a very small stretch of intuition and maybe getting a little extra juice physically because you're you're amped up about something but yeah. I mean with, with the with the beast. Eh, <laughs> kinda hard to hand wave. Yeah,
0: and that one was a little cheesy and, and you know, at the end of it I'm like, well I almost felt like a fool for almost believing it. But they even, you know, tried where well, he was an expert mountain climber or one of his, <laughs> you know, personalities could have been an expert mountain climber and, uh, you know, it didn't take it completely out of the realm of of superhuman but it was more just that his uh you know he was kind of the anomaly because of the
2: the dissociative disorder except that bruce willis is bolted to the floor right yeah i I mean mean... all he's got to do is look around and go yeah lady if you don't think i'm (laughs) i'm what i say i am why why are we doing this right Well,
1: she wasn't saying that he wasn't strong. She was just saying that he wasn't superhuman.
2: Yeah.
1: He obviously is strong enough to take her out. Yeah. But, yeah. I never doubted that they were superheroes. I thought that I doubted they could resist her and that she'd get in their head. Because, I mean, the big thing with David Dunn, he was in a car accident and a train accident without a scratch. Yeah. And yet, so much did not believe in himself that he wouldn't be a superhero. And I thought she's going to reverse it. And I wondered if that was what was going to happen. And to some extent, she did. Yeah.
0: The other twist that seems to be surprising to some people, but I don't think it did me—that uh, Kevin's father was on, you know, the train. You know, the whole reveal that Glass basically killed
1: his father. Yeah, um, I had it. Yeah. I knew that walking out of the theater from Split. Yeah, I yeah. think we yeah, much. I think we even too. talked
0: about it on the last podcast. Yeah, and, that, that pretty much figured that. So I don't know why that wouldn't surprise. Still a good twist, you know. Still kind of an obvious one, though. I mean, it's well, it's like, a good reveal.
2: Yeah, I oh, would have a almost been. Reveal.
0: Yeah, I would have been like disappointed if it hadn't gone that way. I mean, that's kind of that's the one thing that didn't surprise me at all about the ending.
1: Well, people um, are already referring to this as the, what is it, East, East Point?
0: East Rail.
1: East Rail. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was prior to seeing Glass. Okay. So, we knew that one. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> you know, The other weird thing um, that bugged me slightly was was her method that I... Um, but I, I guess I reconciled it. It, it just kind of surprised me that this Ruthless Secret Society would have you know, would even bother with, well, you know, our plan is just to convince them they're not superheroes and we won't have to kill them. You know, if you're already brutal enough to just off people, you know, why not? That's the quicker, cleaner way to go about it, really. Um, But I guess it it would make sense that even in your evil secret societies, you'd have some people of conscience that, you
1: know, want to look for a plan B, so. Well, also, if there really are superhumans among all of us Mm -hmm. then they're never going to find them all they're never going to be able to stop them all so what they need to do instead is suppress them all right so it's cleaner for them to suppress them and just get these guys to think and admit to others yeah I'm stronger than most but it's not like I'm a superhero yeah yeah
0: yeah. get it out there in the social media and stuff that just yeah there are these deluded people because it already was. I mean, they are already, you know, tracking the overseer, and and so it yeah. was catching on. And um, but that that's classic like disinformation campaign stuff too. The only other thing weird, I mean, where the what was the fucking deal with them all meeting in restaurants and just be like close the restaurant doors? We have to
3: talk about secret shit now. Like, because that's what you do when you're in a secret society. Yeah,
0: you can't even aff- you know, if you can't afford a secret lair yet, then you really just shouldn't go into business. I mean, it's <laughs> the one I've just that would, that one stuck took me out of it for a minute. It's like
3: hiding in plain
0: sight. Yeah, yeah. the build the, like the Bilderberg Zuckerberg. Group. Uh, yeah, it was a very secure yeah. Bilderberg yeah. Group. If you just you yeah. know, fucking dishwasher can walk through the restaurant at any given moment, and you have to kill him too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you well, read- I think it was.
2: Oh, go ahead. If you read like John Ronson's book about them, it's not like that secret. Like you'll be like a bunch of journalists at a hotel, and it's like, oh, Bilderbergs are coming here. Uh, yeah. You want to like stand on this corner of the street and photograph everybody that drives in there? You can. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not that that secret.
0: <laughs> oh, I imagine there's some overlap on the Venn diagram
1: of those two groups.
0: Anyway.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> uh-
3: I
1: think they were more just trying to establish this group knows what they're doing and they're powerful and organized. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to figure out how they operate, what their system is, just they have a system. They operate.
0: They just like to do their evil deeds while eating fine dining. Just to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm old school. I want, like, you know, security robots with uh, a volcano <laughs> lair. And, that's, know, yeah, that that's pretty just, sweet, uh, too. <laughs> Sharks, Sharks with freaking laser beams. Wish yep. <laughs> There were an Aquaman. I, was, I probably shouted that out <laughs> in the middle of the theater. Actually. Sharks with freaking laser beams. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man. Now, one thing I was a little bummed by, and I was hoping that it, I would have got confirmation on it, was uh, the scene in Unbreakable where David's just, everybody coming to the stadium and he sees the one lady pulling the kid along and yelling at him. I thought we were going to get confirmation that that was Kevin as a child. Ah, and yeah. I was bummed we didn't. Uh, in hey, my head canon that's yeah, what it is. There you go. Why not? Shyamalan
1: mm-hmm. said that in an interview.
2: Yeah?
3: Oh, oh he did? There you go. Okay. Yep. Uh, All right. Woo! We're tracking. <laughs> Makes sense. Guys together. Awesome. <laughs> uh, man,
0: the only other complaint I had is I really wanted to make them to make it to the goddamn tower and have it out in front of anybody, but then you know. I, I don't... knew it
3: wasn't going there as soon as that's how it got set up. Though I yeah. said there's no way it's going to be that.
0: Yeah, no, that's that would have ruined the whole
1: Rorschach's journal
0: yes. ending too. So, so I'm and good I, with it.
1: And I think the magazine cover. Was letting you know this is not the movie you think it is. Yeah. In that the magazine car cover literally says The Tower is a Marvel.
3: Yeah. And that yep.
1: would have yep. been the Marvel movie ending.
3: Yeah. yeah. And
1: this is, as they keep saying, this is not a comic book. This is real life to the extent you can do that, but we're not doing the Marvel ending. Yeah. Yeah, they did that with Heroes and look what happened to that show. No, they're, well,
0: they were fighting. They were fighting in Kirby Plaza, which is where
2: you should fight. But. Not even that. It was the, <laughs> I mean, it was what was it, the Osaka building? Yeah. I mean, basically, what he's saying is, it's like if you want to see that happen, watch Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. I can't. He's like, I can't make a better movie than Die Hard. Yeah. And, and he's, he's a, a huge, huge did that, Die Hard fan. Like,
0: Oh, that would have blown some internet minds if it was the
3: Nakatomi Building, wouldn't it? (laughs)
0: Yes.
3: (laughs) You got to go a couple thousand miles west
0: for that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. M Night's got to be in Philadelphia. It's written law, isn't it? (laughs) At this
3: point. And it
1: also the tower the tower there also on the cover almost looked like there might have been two of them. Like it had this weird split in the middle of the tower which I immediately thought that we're going for some 9-11 symbolism mm. and I think with piling on, a comic book movie has the big ending, 9-11 Die Hard all of that, I think it helped hide the fact that we're never getting there. Yeah.
0: No, it made sense in the, in the context of of the secret society. They'd want to wrap things up nicely. Um,
2: that would have been a turf. good... That would have been a good uh, little Easter egg in the movie is that, like, Joseph wrote a report about why his father is better than the 9-11 um, first responders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, his dad, yeah. And his dad wouldn't let him take it to school and he, like, threw a fit. Yeah. And... <laughs>
0: That was a nice flashback scene. I guess they used uh, actual footage from from Unbreakable yeah. that he didn't yeah. use before. For yeah, those that.
3: those scenes are on the DVD yeah. if you have it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't have much else. Uh, as I said, I kind of enjoyed it more than I don't know more than I expected to, but I was uh, I was thoroughly engaged. So
3: yeah, well done. I, I was. I was too. I, I really was not disappointed by this at all. I think if it had gone with a more bombastic ending, which I, I was pretty sure we weren't going to get, uh, especially since the trailers showed you pretty much all the basic set pieces. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you, you had the you know a throwdown right at the beginning. Like they don't they don't mess around. They take the time of here's your part of the movie that's unbreakable and it's David yeah. going and catching the bad guy. Yeah. But it's what happens after that? That's more important.
0: Yeah, it was cool with it. Would watch again, as they say.
3: Yes. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I will be. I will, I'll be grabbing all three of these on Blu-ray as soon as uh, as soon as Glass is out, because I'll be yeah, looking forward they... to whatever
2: commentary or other information they throw on there. Yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> they do a fancy schmancy box set of all three of them with all the bells and whistles cuz i would i would get that in a heartbeat. That would be the smart marketing ploy. Yes. Oh yeah. Trade. they need back. to do uh,
3: <laughs> they need to reprint the Alex Ross art that came with the original yeah. DVD yeah, of, of Unbreakable. DVD. Yeah. Yeah, i got rid of the, i got rid of those pieces uh, too. And I don't see what happened to them. One of the ones i left at the wife's
0: house, i think. Uh, oh. Dummy, dummy, dummy. Um i don't personally want have any desire to rank this among the other M. Night movies
2: no you no, guys either. can
0: though go ahead I mean I just I really can't because I, all of his shit's you know kind of I'd probably have to put you know these three at the top just because it's it's my favorite subject matter of anything he's done so um, so yeah I mean everything these three at the top and probably Unbreakable split in this in that order and then everything else you
3: know knows. I'm the stuff, one. But... I'm the one guy that doesn't like the Sixth Sense. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I think I saw it like once because then I
3: decided, why would you
0: watch it again?
3: Um, I I pegged the ending on that watching it with. I went yeah. to see it with my sister and I was like, I know exactly where this is going. And then it <laughs> turned into then it turned into Touch by an Angel at the end, and I'm like, all right, this was dumb.
0: <laughs> no, I, I loved it, and I was totally fooled when it first came out, and I just kind of took that as that was a great movie experience and really don't need to complete, you know, do it again because it's a twisty
3: thing, so... And then Unbreakable came out and I'm like, this is the shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this was always going to be... You know, this is just, just... This brought me back to a director that I decided I didn't like anymore and I like again, you know, at least these. So, uh, probably be checking out whatever he does next.
3: So. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it's he needs to keep his budget down and... He's also got hindsight now of like, all right, I you know, this is what happens when I'm working in the studio system with these giant mm. budgets. Yeah, Bloomhouse so. is a good fit for him, man. It's... Well, did oh, you yeah. hear
1: what he's doing with his budgets? No. Yeah. When he did um the visit, he decided that the studios weren't a fit for him. So he paid for the visit outright, finished yeah. the film, and once it was done, then he started shopping for a um
3: Studio. Right. And then he
1: got Blumhouse, and then Blumhouse agreed to do Split, which he also financed totally, because yeah. he thought he needed to actually be scared about doing it and have himself on the line. Right, yeah. And I mean... um, Glass, he was saying that if that had not done well, he would have to move, because he mortgaged his house to pay oh, for it. Jesus.
0: Jesus. Wow. That's uh, a risky, but maybe smart way to make your comeback, man. Cause... Yeah. Uh, I, Which I, I is risky,
1: even... but if you have a house you can mortgage to well, make yeah, that yeah. movie,
0: yeah, yeah, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah no <laughs> Never doubt. thought of it that way. <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't even checked. I mean, how has it done at the box? Number office? one for two weeks in a row. Okay, yeah. so there you it's, go. It's doing so, well. I mean, someone is gonna throw some money back at him and be like, "Make this next." And... It cost yeah. twenty
3: million. It's I think it's over a hundred million now. Yeah. Gross wise, so it's oh. yeah. He's he's fine. Hopefully,
0: he can resist the temptation to go to studio.
3: You know because that's gonna be the. the I think after he got to... burnt on Last Airbender and After Earth, I think he's yeah yeah he's done with that. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't
0: think they'll be throwing that kind of money at him again right away. But
3: <laughs> <Well, laughs> he's one of those few
1: people who actually realized I'm set for life. I I might as well just do what I like. Yeah, that's...
0: directors usually get better when they get to that point, generally yeah. speaking. Um, uh, where would you write it, Chris? Far as your favorite, oh,
1: I'm not, it's in the upper echelon because it depends on my day, Um, but it's up there with Unbreakable and Signs and The Sixth Sense, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it might even surpass Lady in the Water a little, which I do love. So, as I said, it's
0: it's kind of a futile pursuit, you know, you can compare different, you know, your favorite Star Wars movies, but when you're talking about movies with Completely different plots. It's almost pointless, I guess. But I
1: don't know. Yeah,
0: as I said, there. It's one of the good ones.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a great. It's a good trilogy. It was ended, and I hope he kind of resists. I mean, it could go further. I guess. No,
3: he's done. Yes, yeah. he's made uh, it pretty explicitly. I'm clear. real
0: happy
1: about that. Yeah. Well, did you guys yeah. hear the last line? I, oh, it's, the uh, very last what. line in the movie is Elijah's mother saying. I think it's time to roll the credits on this universe, and then yeah. the credits roll. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I like their their little um, speeches about this is a limited edition, this is a special edition, and stuff like that. <laughs> he, he made the comic nerd in me very happy uh, with this wrap up. So, yeah, a lot of good little call outs. Um, Pat, you did I already ask you? Did you rank it or? Um, I there? still
2: put. I put Split at my favorite of uh, Shyamalan's movies for sure I mean that movie hypnotizes me every time I watch it like I have to pay full attention to Split I can't, I can't half be half in and half out with that um, it was great because it brought me back to Unbreakable which I'd forgotten about by the time uh, I saw Split um, Sixth Sense is still really high up there The Visit is still really high up there I need to spend more time with Glass yeah, I've only seen it once. I like yeah, it a lot, too. but I want to watch it a few more
0: times. Oh yeah, I the dude. I mean, McAvoy does an awesome job, and it's it's not just like the the dissociative disorder aspect of it, but the Kevin and Horde stuff is like M Night gets. Dark man, and he gets okay. disturbing. And see, I'm not even sure I could watch Split again too many times <laughs> because it, it's, like legitimately kind of creeps me out.
3: <laughs> well, it it and takes it's... that turn when the when the girls escape, and then later on when uh, his therapist comes in, and there's one of them with her guts torn out. And yeah. it's like okay,
0: it's a, yeah, you're not afraid to he go there. Did okay. tell
3: them that they were sacred food. Yeah, yeah they were sacred food. <laughs> yeah, come even... on, is.
0: Yeah, he, he does horror well, man. Um, he should almost attempt more if the you know the reaction, to the
2: visits, any any indication. Well, he's he's in it too. He's in uh, the follow-up. What McAvoy? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Mac oh, Mac oh, yeah. yeah. I think we were <laughs> talking about Shyamalan. Like... No, no, no. <laughs> but um, but to to Shyamalan and McAvoy's credit, that scene where the orderly comes in and he's down on his uh, stomach, like pretending to do sit-ups. Yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah. That was oh, scarier yeah. than anything in Split as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
0: it was really unnerving. <laughs> yeah. And the
1: fact that McAvoy can be doing one character change his posture and you know that he's a different character and you know which one. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it really yeah. is an excellent piece of work. And I think we were talking about on Facebook, you know, he probably deserves a nomination for an Oscar but probably won't get one. No, you know? no. <laughs> if he didn't for Split, you know he's not going to
1: with a with a uh, you know ensemble piece, um, to be yeah, sure. Really not. Um, so he upped it. He upped it from Split. Like Split was amazing, but he would go and come on as one character, go away, come on as another character. Yeah. This within scenes, full different people, like. It was amazing. Yeah, I could
0: watch, like, a whole movie of him
1: just acting out a
0: bunch of these characters. And then I would go in the bathroom and curl up in a fetal position and scream (laughs) for a while. But it'd be uh, worth it. Yeah, totally. Uh, But yeah, yeah, props. uh, He
2: was the best actor in this, definitely. I thought for about ten seconds about there's two Funko Pops. There's a... um, (laughs) No, there's 24 of them. Well, they've only met, they've they uh, the Beast, and they've done Hedwig uh, as Funko Pops. Yeah. And I was I was yeah, and I was thinking about getting them, and then I'm like, I don't want to bring that kind of energy physically into my house <laughs> as totems. Yeah. I'm like, I can't have them exist here as totems. I, and what what was funny is what made me think of it was that the last scene in the comic book shop is crawling with Funkos. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'd get Mr. Glass in a heartbeat. Like, I wouldn't feel like. I had brought something people into my house. Having Mr. Glass it was a fun oh, Okay. But yeah, but no, it's the Beast and, and Ed, the Beast or Hedwig. I'd be like, nah, no, <laughs> you no. Can, you, can, you can get Hedwig. He could have the
3: light whenever he wanted. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so
1: once again, just to the amazing power of the storytelling, Mr. Glass, mass murderer, killed three people. We watch him slice a guy's throat. And I'm I'm totally with you. He seems like a nice guy.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, he knew what he was at the end of Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I rewatched that right before going to see this because it is it is so heartbreaking at the end mm-hmm. of that movie. Like, mm-hmm. The goofy text aside, uh, his relief at being okay with being a murderer.
0: Yeah,
3: is just it's so heartbreaking I love it
0: (laughs) yeah at least we finally did get closure on uh, Audrey you know I I guess they couldn't get Robin to come back for it so they just killed her off screen but at least they said something
2: how would they have played that though because you needed to have everybody just have you know kind of one one person that was attached to them yeah oh yeah so would it it have been Robin at the cost of not having uh, what's his name Spencer Tree Clark anymore
0: Maybe I think they made the right choice because I mean yes. she, he, the kid was you know his son was a bigger part of Unbreakable than she mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know even though he, he got his mojo back and presumably used it on her. Uh, <laughs> he to the rescue. Uh, using my pervy head cannon, pick uh, her upstairs. there are we they're going to do the superhero mamba, uh, you know, superhero <laughs> mamba, horizontal mamba. Yep. I dunno. Alright. I, I clearly need nicotine, so we should wrap <laughs> this up. I, go out in the ten below zero to smoke. I really need to get that vape thing going. Yep. <laughs> but any final thoughts, guys? Uh... If, you,
3: if you haven't watched these yet, go watch them. Yep. They're they're
2: well worth your time.
3: Definitely
0: you run them
2: all together, you know, do make a weekend of it. Uh, and we really didn't spoil much of this movie for anybody, either. No, other no. than that, there's a secret society in it, um, and who and who dies. We didn't get into <laughs> how and all that.
1: Yeah,
0: all
2: these are spoilery. All other
1: than that. the fact that everybody dies, there's a secret society. Yeah, and yeah. that's the way it ends.
0: <laughs> we didn't divulge any hairstyles or anything like. that <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um. Green Lantern cameo at the end—you would not believe. Can't
3: believe they got Ryan Reynolds back. Everything's connected. Did
1: you notice that they used a Batman '66 episode that went with this movie? Oh, the the
0: one with the penguin.
1: Yeah, because it's the one where the penguin wants to get arrested because it's part of his plan. Oh, okay. Yep.
0: Well, that's like yeah, that's one of the, the most used. You know, superhero or villain tropes ever? Anyway, you know Loki and fucking Joker, and
2: you know you name it. Now that you've said that about Ryan Reynolds, I totally want the next Deadpool end credits thing to be him stopping them, killing David Dunn. Like, oh my god, up, that would be amazing! Get up and kick all their asses.
0: <laughs> Where's the machine gun? Ho ho ho! Yeah. Come on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sending an email to the producers right after this. Uh, <laughs> oh well, uh, coming up on other weekly heroic stuff. Um, there has been another season of Preacher announced, so we'll yes. be covering that. Yeah. Course. So AMC is, is their offices will still remain standing for the time being. Um, <laughs> go after go, Mr. Glass, on their ass. Uh, and uh, we've got the boys coming up here pretty soon, which is another Garth Ennis thing that y'all should read. Just gonna
2: and the first trade today It's gonna
0: probably be just batshit insane on the screen. Uh, Carl Urban in it, and fucking a uh, bunch of other good actors that I can't bring to mind right now. Uh, Elizabeth Shue—that's the only other one that matters to me—because Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's going to be nutso and we've we'll got another season of Legion out there eventually And uh, yeah, good stuff uh, I would like to maybe do one round table thing of, of the, uh, the the demise of the Netflix shows and uh, maybe everyone just talk about it. catch up and, and we can talk about all the shows we didn't cover that we were supposed to <laughs> uh, which is most of them at this point, but yeah. Well, this is so goddamn many now. I know. I've had to give up CW shows like completely. I, yeah, yeah me I don't, too. I, I don't have the time. and I hate it, but
3: it's just too
2: much out there. Um, um, just
0: made a Project Blue Book TV series for fuck's sake. What am I supposed to do, people?
2: <laughs> but anybody else done with the Punisher yet? Or
0: yep, yeah. yeah I just uh, finished it today. Yeah, good, good season. Missed micro yep. in it, but it was a
3: good season. It had its ups and downs.
0: Yeah, it was kind of went
3: against conventions at the end there. It, it so. did. I think they felt an obligation to bring all of the cast from the first season back that was still alive, which you really didn't need to do. The Punisher was kind of set up to just do... You could have done one-and-dones for the whole season.
0: Well, they should have brought back Micro. That was the biggest deficit in that whole thing. Because he was pretty much the best character in the first season. But
3: yeah, it was pretty awesome. We'll,
0: we'll do that on the demise of the Netflix show's... Cast. Oh, and it's
3: screw but, you, Netflix, for not making Jigsaw be really fucked up. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, that was, was pretty that fucked was up.
0: Alright, save it.
3: Save it. Alright, right, all alright, alright. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll probably never get to the other one, but that's where it belongs. Uh, <laughs> alright, I'd like to thank all my cohorts tonight. Christopher Ouellette. Matt Delmore, thanks for having me. Yeah, Tyler, thanks for having me. Metal Hero. Thank you, sir. No. Um, you had to be on this one. It was, it was a must. Yeah, it was a blast. My show. And um, if. Someone dumps a dump truck of money, you know, at M. night's store and says, make more superhero stuff. I will not complain,
3: <laughs> <laughs> neither will I.
0: But, um, yeah, this, this was a good wrap up to this. So, yeah, you always leave those untied threads just in case. So. Um, because I kind of do want to know about this 10,000 year secret society now, but I, I, I guess I could just, uh, and, and see Casey and, and, and Mama and the son, you know, work to fight them. And, you know, they basically be. That's kind of. that's My men went. Mind went, you know, full X-Men at the end. That this is like they're going to start the X-Men, Casey. And uh, she's going to be fucking Professor X. And they're going to go find other mutants and fight, you know, the Hellfire Club or whatever this other. Well, place she's is. playing Iliana Rasputin. That's isn't what I was going to so. say. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it was Karma that had the empathy powers, I think. But.
2: I mean, yeah. in the New Mutants movie. Oh, oh,
0: that's right. That is her. No shit.
2: Okay. Supposedly, <laughs> it's going to be a Hulu release now. Yeah. Well, is it really? Yeah. It's gotten yeah.
0: pushed back twice, so. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. That's too Telling. bad, but they probably should have just ditched it and let Marvel take it over, but. Oh, whatever. Um... Oh, that's cool. Well, that makes me want to watch it more because it... she is a compelling actress. Have you seen The Witch? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was her, too. Oh, no yeah. shit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that that movie was fucking not right. No, not (laughs) at all. But I'm glad I saw it. Uh, All right, Uh, just go see all that shit. Uh, You have our stamp (laughs) of approval, and we'll be back here next week, whenever the fuck next week gets here. Bye now.
2: Good night. Right. My name's Hedwig.
3: How old are you?
2: Nine.